True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're super excited about today's episode. We have a follow-up to Robert Fortier's episode. You might remember him. His nickname is Shame. He is the singer, the Aussie impersonator who heads up the band called Blizzard of Oz. And his fantastic wife is named Susan, and she's going to join us today. Absolutely. We're so excited to have her on. And we are... um... We're looking for people to uh, help us with something. People are always asking us um, how they can help us, right, Crystal? That's right. To know what they can do to help us get things, you know, uh, get our, grow our podcast, keep people listening to the episodes. Because, of course, we do cover some other cases, but our main priority is the Missy Beavers case. And we want it to continue until the right person comes along and gives the information that the police need to solve this case. We are going to make a post that is going to have a link to our podcast, and we are asking each and every one of you to please go to our page or our, well, you can't do it in the group, but go to our page um, and share, and if you're friends with us, you'll find it on our page as well, Um, but share the post that has the link to our podcast, and if you could ask your people to do the same, and if we all did that, we could get a lot of shares in, we could get a lot more people listening, and we could ha- help continue to grow our podcast. So we appreciate all of you uh, helping us and uh, doing all that you do for us. All right. Thank you so much, Renee. And without further ado, let's welcome Susan to the program. Thanks for listening to True Crime Broads. All right. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. We're so excited today to have Susan Fortier with us. That is Shame's wife. You might remember the awesome episode we had with Shame, her husband. He's the singer for Blizzard of Oz here in Dallas. Susan, welcome to True Crime Broads. Hi. Thank you for being on. We're so excited you're here. Hey, speaking of Blizzard of Oz, you guys have a show coming up on November 19th. November 19th at Lava Cantina. Um, I believe they go on at eight. I'm not sure exactly the time, but I do know if it's going to be cold outside, there's possibility, possibility that they might move everything inside, but the decision hasn't been made yet because we don't know what the weather's going to do. Yay. That'll be great. Lava Cantina is super fun. It's over in the colony, Texas. Those of you who may not be familiar with it, come check it out. It is off of 121 close to Nebraska Furniture Mart over there in the colony, which is in the DFW area. It's one of the Northern suburbs kind of between um, Louisville and Frisco. So thank you for being on Susan and Renee, did you want to have any questions for Susan to get us started? Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm I'm uh, excited to have you on, and um, we enjoyed the uh, episode with with your husband Shame. I guess we call it we call him Shame because I think that's what he, everybody else calls him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his nickname. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, so I guess you can just tell us about uh, when you first uh, met Tammy. Um, first met Tammy back in, um, I'm going to say 2017. 
it could be 2016, 2017. I'm, I'm real not good with the dates because I'm going to say 2017. It was like a New Year's Eve that I met her for the first time. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was at, what is it at? One of the places where uh, your husband played and, or was yes, it? It was at um, a place in Louisville. Um, the, the name of the place for, I can't seem to remember the name of the place. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a show that night and, um, she was there and she was there with her husband at the time. And, um, I think she had a crush on the bass player. Yes. And she was trying to get together with him. And I don't think her husband was real happy with that. Oh, I'm sure. So did you get the yeah. impression, did you get the impression that the bass player and Tammy had already been in contact at that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, um, a bass player just came on board. Uh, I think it was the year of 2016 um, that he became Robert Shames, bass, pl bass player for the band. They'd come over to the house and they'd practice. And so uh, Scott, um, he's very shy. Um single dad lives in Saxe, texas with his two children um very I, I found that very respectful of a guy a dad that's raising his kids his kids are like teenagers in their 20s and um you know i was you know he owned his own business and everything and then um after he got into the band um they played a few shows and then um Scott starts getting a lot of hits from a lot of girls and um, he had an interest in Tammy. And then I find out that um, Tammy, you know, Tammy's a married girl, but I, I, you know, guys talk, but then, you know, Shane would tell me stuff too about, you know, Scott, you know, had a crush on Tammy. And did he know Tammy was married? Did that bother him at all? He knew Tammy was married. Um, so Shame had told me that we were invited to a Christmas party that year. So I guess that would have been Christmas of 2016. It had to have been Christmas of 2016. I'm, I'm kind of confused on 2015, 16, or 17 because of what this is leading up to anyway, the dates. The days I'm still struggling with. I mean, that's like six, seven, eight years ago. Right. Know, five years ago. Um, so uh, we were invited to the party and I wasn't real hip on going to the party. Um, then um, the, the day of the party, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I know that um, after the party, Shame told me that Scott said it was, a swingers party and um he says he's glad that we didn't go i says i'm glad we didn't go too um because we're just not into stuff like that right and and so tammy was uh so she's married and she's married to a guy by the name of david welch and david welch was a uh, police officer in dallas as these are things that i've learned and i'm always hearing things from shame because that's how i know about the situation because he's the one that's associated with it but he tells me everything or he tells me a lot of things and you know i i just listen um so um i found out that he was 
Um, do I mean at the party, Scott told I mean Scott told Shane that he and Tammy were doing something as her husband walked in on them. And her husband was very hurt by it and something anyway. Then it I guess that's what started them getting separated and going through a divorce. Um, is the fact that that all happened at the party. It was a swingers party. I guess they were all okay with it. But yet when her husband walked in on her doing something with Scott, then that's what caused all the divorce papers to start flying. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So Scott told your husband Uh that David definitely walked in on them messing around. Yes. And caught, caught them in the act. And therefore that completely... We started to unravel David's method, um, marriage. Yeah. So, but she had a crush on Scott and I guess she, yeah, decided that that's what she wanted was to be with Scott. And, um, did Scott seem, um, regretful or upset that he had been instrumental in breaking up their marriage? Or do you think that? So I don't know. I never really talked to Scott. Like I say, it's all hearsay through shame, but I know that Scott's very quiet, very shy, Um, but I had a feeling deep down inside that after he and Tammy started dating or whatever, um, that he deep down inside regretted it, but yet he's so wrapped up or she's so wrapped up around him that he didn't have um, maybe wanted out didn't know how to get out well and you know how those things are a lot of times she probably presented it to scott that she was they were breaking up anyway or she needed to get out for whatever reason you know there's probably a good chance that he thought that it was all justified right um i know that he loved her he liked her um he you know infatuation or whatever you want to call it i know that he he um wanted to be with her too um so that was all kind of a mutual thing between them two um i know that uh, um ever since that her and she and him got together then scott started being late for the shows um i just went and liked scott and that's not the scott that i knew um i do um what what show was i was gonna there was a show that i was about to tell you about but now i just slipped my mind where he, I, I don't recall, now I don't remember, but I'm sure I'll, if it's important, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll oh yeah, know. you'll remember. Was it about Scott? Yeah, come was, was it about Scott just showing up super late and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember when we got, I can't, I, I hate it when that happens. Oh, don't worry. It'll come back. That's 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 all all the time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> we do that on the air constantly. Um, yeah. So do you still talk to Scott at all? No, I don't. Like I said, I never associated with him. I mean, we never hung out, you know. I mean, it's just whenever he came over to the house. That's how I know Scott is whenever he came into the house when they had Blizzard of Oz practice. And so so they had their practice. Scott would go home. But then, you know, Scott and Shane would hang out. But then Shane worked for Scott um, there for a a little while but when tammy came into the scene um scott stopped having shame help him and then tammy started uh a lot 
Tammy started going with Scott more and then shame, I guess, didn't, wasn't employed anymore, so to speak, because Tammy came into the picture. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it bugs me that I can't remember what I was going to say about. It'll, it'll come back. Yeah. All of a sudden, it, when it does, just say, I remember. <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about, um, tell us about your relationship with Tammy. Like when, when the guys would play together, um, at different events and venues and stuff. That's um, what I'll tell you. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now she's part of the band. She wanted to be their manager at one point. And I'm like, okay, really? You want some strange stranger to come in and be your manager all of a sudden? But anyway, right. um, she never was their manager, but that's what she wanted to be. <clears throat> but one show they played at the wizard in, I believe it's Richardson, Texas. And um, that night we are all there. And this is right when they first got together, um, Tammy and Scott. And uh, she's in his pickup truck. And I walk over to, you know, hang out with her. We didn't know each other. You know, we're kind of like an acquaintance, acquaintance at this time. And uh, but she was telling me that um, how Scott was going to pay for her divorce and how she's trying to win uh, win her house because it was a fight between her and her mother. Um, her mother says it's her mother says it's her house, but then Tammy says no, that's my house. Um, so there was an argument between her and her mom over the house. She was afraid she was going to lose that house over the, the divorce. Um, but yeah, she was having and Scott. She said Scott offered to pay for the divorce. Um, me and Tammy never really hung out, you know, um, I really didn't want to hang out with her because she just wasn't the type of person I wanted to hang out with. Yeah. Um, we were band wives, quote unquote, you know, um, right. type of relationship, you know, we hung out because the guys were a band. So we were together. I just didn't have good vibes around her. She's just strange to me. Um, there's just something weird about her. And you picked up on that pretty early on, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, when I, I, okay, so, I mean, I shouldn't have a problem with this, but one night at House of Blues, okay, we're on the third floor up, so we carried all this stuff down, but I forgot something. And so um, I always paint Shame's fingernails and write Ozzy on his hand. And, and while he's getting ready, you know, I'm the one that kind of helps him get ready. Um, kind of like his roadie wife. But um, I, I went downstairs to get something out of the car. And then I came back up and his fingernails are already painted. And so I guess Tammy took it upon herself to paint my man's fingernails. Anyways, um, wow. I kind of have thing about that that kind of bothered me and so I told her I said look I said you take care of your man I'll take care of my man but right <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> that is kind of strange well, it's uh, kind of okay. strange that I go long enough and come back up and she's already painted my man's fingernails but no, she's with Scott right yeah so, she's overstepping but, some boundaries it sounds so, like yeah, that's kind of how we clashed and um but then one day we did go over to Tammy's house. Scott's Scott's now living with Tammy off and on. 
So she lives in Midlothian in her big house. And then Scott has his house in Saxe with his two kids. And um, his daughter wasn't too happy about it. And I really feel bad for her. Um, so I tried to tell her, look, this may be for temporary. This may be a lifetime. I said, um, but she was upset that he's spending all his time with Tammy and she's no longer getting her dad's attention. And so that she had a problem with that. Um, but I do know that me and Jane went over there to Tammy's house one day um, And I guess the guys were just going to hang out or I, I don't know what we were doing. We just went over there to hang out. And um, Tammy was, um, I guess she was just getting out of the shower because she walked into the bedroom and um, Robert, not Robert, shame. And Scott, we're talking about guitars or, or looking at guitars or something. I'm not sure why we went over there. There was a reason. And then that that's when, um, anyway, that's when she told me, um, things that led me to believe that she um, was the person that may have committed a crime. What, um, what, led up, what made her say that? Were you guys chatting about something totally different and she threw that in or how did that even come up? Well, I mean, she, she went to straight from the shower with a towel wrapped around her head to her bedroom. And okay. The guys were hanging out and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just go say hi to Tammy. So I went and I said, hey, Tammy, I said, are you busy? And she said, well, I'm just going to put my makeup on. Come on in, have a seat. And she said, get up on the bed. And so I did. I sat up on the bed and she's got all her makeup all scattered around the bed. And, and then, um, I mean, she's just casual conversation. Casual conversation. Um, and she said, hey, have you heard of the Missy Beavers murder? She did bring it up, the Missy Beavers murder. And, um but she said that it was either David's brother and her sister-in-law that she started telling me that they're the reason. Um, she said um, she never gave me names, but she said that they didn't get along her and David didn't get along with brother and, and the um, sister-in-law. But she continued, and I've, I've been struggling with trying to remember all the details to what she told me. Exactly what happened and how she believes it was her sister-in-law that did the crime because there was somebody cheating on somebody. Um, and by the time that she finished the story, what got me was the fact that she says, and if you tell anybody about this, then I'll know it was you. Um, and why would she, I mean, I, I started asking myself questions after the story that she told me it was the, the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law and how they didn't get along and how it led up to Missy Beaver's death. It started making me, and then why would she tell me that to not tell anybody? If you tell anybody, she said, if you tell anybody, then I'll know it was you because I haven't told anybody else this. Mm. So 
And why would she point fingers at somebody else? You know, I mean, she feels the need to tell somebody about this because it's obviously bothering her. So she's telling a complete stranger. I'm practically a stranger, but yet as conversation. And, you, and then she says, if you tell anybody about this, then I'll know it was you. Did she attach a threat to that or did she just say, I'll know it was you? Well, she'll, yeah, well, she didn't attach a threat to it. But, but she, she was. Well, I'll know it was you because I haven't told anybody else. She was implying that there would be a consequence, I guess mm -hmm. is what you mean. Right, okay, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, Shane was under the impression that Tammy had straight up told you that she killed Missy. Is that. Well, because we, when we talked about, it, I says, I think that, you know, I mean, I said, why would she, I said, she's pointing, she, she's pointing her fingers at two other people that she didn't have names about. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the conversation, she says, if you tell anyone, then I will know it's you because I've told nobody else. Okay. Um, but that's what led us to believe. I mean, there's, there's too many, too many pieces to the puzzle that keep coming together. Right. Like, uh, her husband is a Dallas police officer. Um, and then we thought, we thought, I mean, th we thought of things like, okay, she has access to a SWAT uniform, um, stuff like that. Um, the way she walked, the way that person walked in the, in the, in the video um, was kind of like Tammy's walk. Um, I mean, we're just having all these things that lead up to it because I mean, all the pieces of the puzzle keep leading us to believe that it was really Tammy. And why wouldn't she know the, I mean, why wouldn't she tell me the names of these two people if she wasn't trying to point fingers at somebody else? And it could have been her. I mean, right. she, she didn't come right out and say, I'm the one that did it. But it's the fact that she said things that leads us to believe that she's confessing. Yeah. Okay. And she has knowledge of who did it. Right. And there was something between her husband and Missy Beavers. Now, Tammy said there was something between her husband and Missy Beavers or yeah. the brother-in-law. Well, I mean, like I said, I've been trying and struggling with remembering all the details to her story. So I don't, I don't have so she, what do you do? You, do you think she was saying that David and Missy were together at some point? Yes. Okay. But maybe she pointed the fingers at her brother-in-law, the uh, nameless brother-in-law. So that would be David's brother and his wife. In her, right. she was trying to portray them as the murderers. Right. Interesting. Did she give a motive? no and like i said every day i try to remember more and more i mean i'd be willing to go through a hypnotism if that's what it takes just so that all the details come back to right. surf but just because of the fact that i i firmly believe why would she tell me not to tell anybody after she tells me i mean she was just casually telling me a story Mm -hmm. And then at the end, it's like, if you tell anybody that I told you about this, then I'm going to know it's you because you're the only one I told. And it's like she was making a confession. <laughs> and, yeah, you that's know, wild. So I don't even know. 
if Renee, do you know if David even has a brother? I don't actually. I'm I'm kind of like shocked over here going, okay, so there's she's trying to say two other people that I don't even see a connection to did it, but no, I don't know about any siblings that he have has or has, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's just interesting. We've never heard anything about David's sibling or his sister-in-law, you know, nothing. Did she did she mention anything about um about not getting about the police not being able to solve the crime because of XYZ? Mm. I really don't recall on that either. How okay. long how long after this conversation with Tammy did you start to suspect her? Was it immediate or kind of did it sink in later on? Um I do have to say that um we had hunches because of the fact that Scott said something to Shane that she was the one that did it. That's why we had our suspicions and when she told me that story then it made me believe that she was the one because she had told Scott and then Scott and Shane they were close at the time he told him Rob well Shane like I said Shane tells me stuff and Shane told me that Scott told him that she was the one that did it so that would know. that means I that have fact right that's that already, means I, yeah Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just was going to say that means oh, Scott's aware of it. He tells me things, you know, I mean, out of the blue. And so, I mean, I'll listen. Mm -hmm. But when he told me that, it's like, you know, I was in shock. But then when she told me that story, it all started to fall. Like I said, all the pieces start started to fall into place. I wonder if perhaps she knew she found out that Scott had said something to shame and decided to spin a cover-up story to tell you Plant to, that make seed. Not, to make it not seem like her. Yeah. What right. did, what did Scott say to shame exactly? Well, I, I wasn't there when he told shame, but I was there when shame told me. So he said that him and Scott talked cause they go, out to california on a job or something so they rode together and so they were there together like 24 7 for a few days and so he, he said that scott told him that um she had told him about missy beaver's death and so i don't know i mean i didn't get any detail he didn't get any detail but he said that scott said that tammy said she did it and I was in shock when I heard that because of the fact, wow. So, I mean, if you're, you're finding Scott Floyd, you probably get a lot of answers out of him if he's still, I mean. I wonder why, yeah, Scott, I wonder why Scott Floyd is covering up for Tammy do you think he's just still in love with her all this time he I well I mean infatuation probably led to love because they've been together for so long I wonder if Tammy knows that Scott told shame that she did it 
Um, that could be why she told you that weird story, or maybe it was just a coincidence. You know, it you, you, when you bring that up, it does make sense that she's probably told me that because she knew that God had said something to Shane. I wonder if David's uh, brother, if if he has one, if he's a police officer, and that's the only thing she could think of to make you know throw it off on somebody else. Maybe I don't know. I, yeah, just to make it look like somebody else did it. Right. Yeah. That's wild. So yeah, um, I've never heard that story. Have you or Shane um, told the police any of this stuff yet? I did go to the Midlothian police um, uh, about a month ago, but I told them what I knew. But at the at the time, I didn't know whether it was brother and sister-in-law. But the more that I thought about it after I spoke to them, I mean, I told them everything that I told you. Um, but I, I mean, it's like I'm. I did call Crime Stoppers as well, and but they never called me back, um, and so I thought that they would call me back, and then I would be able to tell them what I know. But I, since I didn't hear back from them, I just never thought t twice about, and I lost the phone number, so I couldn't call them back again. What about, um, did you tell MPD in your meeting with Midlothian police, did you tell them that Scott had told shame on that car ride? To no, call I did. No, I, I did not tell them that because I didn't think about it at the time. That makes sense. Sometimes it's hard to remember everything. Yeah, um, especially, especially under pressure. I get that. Right. Yeah. That would probably be good, though, to tell them if you can. And we can give you their email address if you don't feel like driving out there. Um, we have the investigators. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you their email address after we get them hard As I remembered things, I would send her an email. Okay. Yeah. That would be good to let her know that actually Scott told Shane that because that's a big piece there. I think, I think we, might right. be able to, we might be able to get you in touch with a uh, hypnotist too. Um, I actually went to a class not long ago in Abilene and there was a, a hypnotist there that was specifically what he does is he hypnotizes people to get information that they can't remember because they've stored it in their memory bank somewhere that they can't, you know, find it or whatever however you want to word it um and he's really good he actually hypnotized a few people there and it was really cool because it was just like they were just you know chill and resting or whatever and and then he made them feel like they were somewhere else it was really cool but that's specifically what he does so I can try to figure out how to get in touch with him and see if that's something that can happen well, because I mean when people are stressed or something they can forget right well, and that might be something that NPD wants to set up. Renee, maybe you can send that. I'm sure they already have their own, but you might want to mention that to them. Um, but yeah, that's good. We'll send you NPD. Um, we'll send you Erin's email address. She's the main investigator. And that would be really good to let her know that piece about Scott telling shame in the car. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have her email address. Um, she gave okay. it to me. Oh, um, good. She was, okay. She was the one I talked to. Okay, great. Uh, but but I told her as I remembered that I would send it to her and just in the conversation with you I remembered that that was part of Shame's 
telling me was Scott what had Scott had said. Yeah, that's that's big. That's good. What was um, your relationship like after this happened? Uh whose relationship? The relation I and I know you didn't really have a relationship with her, but I guess your your interactions with each other after this happened. What was it like at that point after this conversation? Her after and Tammy with stayed Tammy. together. Uh, we stayed the same and the same as you know, and whenever there were shows, she would um she would try to invite me to her table. Um, and of course I'm the, the roadie wife and I like to help Shane put his equipment on stage, carry it in, carry it out and stuff like that. Cause I'm the type that likes to stay busy. I don't like to sit around and do nothing. And right. so, and, but she was already setting up to, Hey, come sit over here. Um, but I really didn't want to. So I just stayed busy. Um, and we just really never sat around and talked anymore after that. I mean, it was, she tried, but I didn't want to. I mean, I just, you know, after the show, um, we didn't hang out. She did invite me over to her house over a phone call once and said, hey, come over. We can uh, clean out one of my closets one day or something like that. But I never went over there. Um she well, did you can clean out one of the closets. What does that yeah. mean? I, I guess she said, I'm going to clean out my closet so we can come over and have, you know, just come over and hang out, basically. Oh, so okay. Clean out her closet. She was doing a closet clean out day and she invited me to come over if I, there was anything I wanted out of there. I never did go over there. Um, like that. She did try to make it up. A hangout friendship and i never we never did did she, did like she have other people that were coming to attend as well or was it just you it was going to be just me that i know oh, yeah. of. Yeah. i wouldn't have been going either <laughs> <laughs> did you get did you witness any other concerning behavior out of tammy other than the obvious her talking to you about the murder was there anything else that ever made you go wow that was weird she was weird. Just her whole being was weird. Okay, well, there was one night that uh, she was sitting out in um, a truck at a show. This is in Abilene. And she's sitting out in the truck. And um, uh, Shane was, I don't know, I guess Shane went outside and I guess he passed by. And um, she told Scott that uh, Shane tried to put his hand up her dress. I mean, I don't know the truth on that. But um She's a, a weird. Um, there was another show, and this is the only way I knew Tammy was at the shows. Um, there was a show at House of Blues. Okay, this is one where Scott was extremely late. Um, they were supposed to be there at three. We were there at three, um, and they didn't show up until six um, thirty. And they're supposed to go on stage, I think, at seven or eight. I'm not sure, but they show up and they've got a truck load of stuff, candle operas, uh, um, candles and all her makeup, um, her dress and everything. Um, she was just really strange. She caused him to be late a lot. They spent the whole day going around the Dallas Fort Worth area, picking up the operas. Um, another show that they went to, this one was in Keller, Keller, Texas. Um, it, Scott ended up um, 
not going to that show. They ended up having to find a last minute replacement bass player because Scott was sick that night and they were doing some weird bath bomb drugs. Um, she just caused a lot of a lot of things with Scott that you would never think Scott would do and be late for shows, um, be sick. Um, um, yeah, she's just a cause of a lot of trouble for Scott. And then Scott's just a quiet, shy top type. And I never would have saw Scott as what he became after he got with her. And like I said, I think deep down after they got together, he really wanted away from the relationship. But that's just me thinking maybe Scott wants to get out, but he just doesn't know how. That thing you were saying about the hand under the dress, from what we've heard from other people we've interviewed, it was kind of common for Tammy to make false accusations. So that's not terribly shocking to hear that she said that. It really bothered Shane that she did that. He I'm said sure. he did no such thing. But Right. We've heard that before from people. If you've listened to our other episodes, there's similar stories. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, they, we really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story with us. And um, I would definitely, when, as soon as you have time, if you could email Erin and let her know what you told us about Scott and Shame and that, that piece of information is important. I think that, you know, just knowing that the guy that she's with is aware of the crime is pretty huge. Right. I have a question. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, about Scott's pickup truck. What kind of truck did he have? A Ford. Um, I believe it was four door, or it was like an extended cab, but it wasn't like a four door. Um, it, I'm not sure what year it was. It was like a white truck. Ford, I believe. Was there anything special about the truck? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I was like, just curious. Like, what would be special? Well, you know, something significant. Like, if you were describing a vehicle and you said, hey, look for my blue car um, that's got red stripe on it or something like that. I don't think there was, like, like some think like some dent on it that gives it personality or something no um not that i can remember i just knew okay. he had a truck. Yeah. not like it had a red bumper or anything like that um mm. did you ever know if scott and tammy drove like a yukon like a black yukon we thought we saw, yeah we saw pictures of them that's right a tahoe something like that and we were just curious whose car that was. No, um, Tahoe. I know that when we, um, we, okay, one show when Tammy first got, it was like at Fat Daddy's in Mansfield. Um, she was all about um, her car, her cars that she had at home. I, um, I got a Jaguar. I got um, this other kind of car. She was trying to make herself look big. but And these cars were just cars that was, broke down and I guess it bothered her 
um, things that she mentioned. Uh, I guess the more I talk about it, the more I remember. That's good. Yeah, I mean, to get it out and open and, and because these are, I just don't, you know, if I'm not talking about it, I'm not thinking about it. That's true. Did you ever fear Tammy at all? Um. Okay, in a way. Okay, so in the very, right before Scott and Tammy, or, or right when Scott and Tammy got together, man, shame we had fallen asleep on the couch and shame's phone's going off at four o'clock in the morning and i look at it and it's her trying to get a hold of shame and so what i do is i go on facebook and i invite her to be a friend so she immediately accepts my friend request and then i said um why are you messaging my man at four o'clock in the morning she said that she was trying to ask him about Scott. I said, okay. And the next thing you know, she blocks me. And so, <laughs> and, and so I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what her deal was or why she was trying, she was trying to go through my man at four o'clock in the morning. I guess she was trying to get a hold of Scott. But I found that very odd and humbling. <laughs> Anyway, that that was one another instance with her. That is really bizarre. Yeah. And she didn't tell you what she was trying to reach reach him for, what question. I mean, did she end up asking the question? Like where I, is he I, or where no, she didn't. I mean, just, just the fact that, you know, she was reaching out to my man at four o'clock in the morning, but then she wants to find out about she said she was trying to find out about Scott, and then she um blocks me after that. Yeah, that is weird. It looks like if you're explaining yourself, you wouldn't have any reason to block anybody because anybody's going to be upset if I call, you know, which I have no way to call Crystal's husband, but I'm just saying if I call Crystal's <laughs> husband at four in the morning, she's going to be like, excuse me, why are you calling my husband yeah, at four in the morning? <laughs> I, I a privacy or, or something. Yeah. Like, questions like, what are you and my man up to, you know? Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I would make you wonder. Did yeah. she did she ever unblock you after that? Or are you still blocked to this day? Well, I'm blocked right now. Yeah, but she, she did eventually unblock me. Um, it took a few days before she did. Um, and then after all it was said and done, after Shane told Scott that he didn't want to be in the band anymore because of Tammy, then she eventually blocked me on Facebook again. Ah. Uh. That makes sense. I was wow. there for that conversation. We were, me and Shane were sitting it on the border and he got a, either a text message or a phone conversation. But um, he gave Scott the choice. Look, it's either her or the band. And he chose her. And that mm -hmm. was it. But... Wow. That's really, that's really unfortunate. I guess he, um, and, and, and it seemed like he really enjoyed playing in the band, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they used to be in a band together back before me and 
Shame got together and Shame and I have been together for 20 years. And before that, I'm, I guess I'm not sure if it's 30 years ago, but him and Scott were in a band together and I'm not sure they had any problems then. And so Scott was just, uh, became this fisherman, dad, raised kids. And then Shane was looking for a bass player one day and looked Scott up. And then Scott was excited to get back into it. So Scott had not been in, in a band for a long time. He became this quiet, shy Scott raised kids and then got back in a band and then ended up with Tammy. So, I mean, it'd been a long time since Scott had been even in a band. As, do you know if anybody's been in contact with him since they've moved? I do not. I don't even, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to get a hold of Scott. Did you ever hear any explanation as to why they moved to upstate New York? Does Scott have family there or do you know any reason why they would pick that location? I have no, no idea unless they're running. That's all I can think of, but I don't know. Scott never mentioned anything about having family in New York. And I don't know Tammy that well to know that she has any family. Um, I do remember that one day when I was over there, her son had just moved out. I was at her house in Midlothian. Her son had just moved out um, because they started not getting along. Um, I don't know if she really got along with anybody in her family. Which son are you referring to? Um, it's Tammy's son. Do you know which one? I don't know. He, I think he had just turned 18 at the time and moved that, on. Yeah, that would have to be Blake, the youngest uh, one. That makes sense. Age-wise, yeah. that would be Blake. Because her other son's quite a bit older and has, I believe, a family of his own. But we're talking about seven years ago. Would it still be him? Would it still be him? Yeah. I mean, seven years ago, what is he about 25 now? If he was 18 then. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, that was all I was I mean, that's another strange thing I found strange because her husband, I mean, her son had just moved out because she went to show me that and she was showing me the house. And that's when she told me she she showed me all the rooms and then we, we walked into her son's room. I remember there being a tray of food on it and it had like some ketchup on it. And she said, that's my son's plate. He never cleaned his room. Um, so, but everything looked kind of fresh. So he must've just moved out, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, cause wow. the way, spray of food still be kind of, I mean, it was not really fresh, but I mean, you could tell it'd been sitting there for maybe a day. Right. Right. So what do you think is happening now? I mean, do you think that you think that all this information, you think things are getting close to being solved in this mystery? Or have you heard anything on your side, like through the local music community, any updates? No, I've heard, I, I see it on the news every so often that the, um, that's still looking for the person who murdered 
Missy Beavers, I see it on the news, um, how Missy Beavers' daughter is willing to, wants to find out who killed her mother. Um, yeah, she has three girls. It's so sad. Um, do you, uh, had you ever heard of Missy Beavers prior to the murder? Never, never knew of it until the day of the, uh, the news saying that it happened. Yeah. I, I don't get the impression that she hung out in that same music scene that Tammy and Scott ran. Correct. That you're aware of that Missy Beavers. Yeah. She wasn't I, a part of that group. No, I, don't think so. I mean, all I know is that she was a fitness instructor for a church. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just what I've seen on the news. Right. Nothing else was talking. Like, yeah, I didn't hang out with Tammy enough for her to tell me this and tell me that. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just that one night in that she told me that story. Um, and then, of course, she did invite me to her house, go through her closet things with her. And yeah. Um, Renee, did you have any questions? No, but I do want to say that I, I can see why if Scott called shame and told him that you know you may not want to come to this party it's a swingers party i do understand now why he said that everybody in Midlothians are swingers because i mean i know that was an exaggeration but i can see now why he specifically said there was swinging going on because he, that's what he was told maybe they just didn't want him to come or y'all to come to the party for some reason so they thought we can say that and maybe they won't come i, I don't know i'm trying to figure that out if if there truly wasn't swinging going on and it was just, you know, a party, I don't know. Well, we were invited to the party um, and I really didn't want to go. So um, I was glad that Shane said we weren't going or we didn't go. Um, but then after the party is when we found out that it was a swingers party. And Scott says you probably would have been, I mean, you're probably glad that you didn't go because it was a swingers party or turned out to be a swingers party. Ah, yeah. Until after the party. That Probably a lot of people pairing up with people that weren't their spouses, sounds like. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I am, <laughs> I'm not into that. And right. especially you know, being tied up with someone, I, I just wouldn't be comfortable with something like that. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. We're really excited that you agreed to join us and we really enjoyed having you on the program. Renee, did we want to do anything else before we end the uh, interview? No. Well, if you think of anything else or you think of, you know, something else comes to your, your memory that, because uh, I know it has been a long time, feel free to reach out to us because, you know, of course, you, you know, we are just trying to help in this case and keep people talking about it. And of course, help um, in any way we can so if you think of anything or anyone that might be of assistance please let us know uh we're we, we're happy to uh, you know do what we can yeah and and sure. i know you're going to email npd that's probably the most useful thing um with that little sure. piece of information so yeah sure. i i did think of one more thing that happened i don't know if you were taking notes or not but i do remember one night that um, there was another show um in the revel in um frisco um we did go to one show and the other band was serious rising um and somehow tammy's name was mentioned because uh, and they said that they had a strange encounter with her as well um anyway there's just been talked to about her between the bands so 
I do know that other bands had problems or issues about Tammy as well. That's interesting. We we heard that story about her taking her top off at a show. That's wild. Well, yeah, that was one of the first shows. I was at the Brick Tavern in Saxe, Texas, and um, she was supposed to be meeting Scott's children for the very first time. And so, but I don't know why, but yes, she stood over to the side of the stage and um, she's dancing and she took her shirt off and her, his kids are sitting at the table right behind her. I was like, okay, yeah, (laughs) really? (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Wow. Unbelievable. And what was the strange incident you you said between the other band i don't know if i missed what you said or not what well they said that um i said something about their swingers and they said that yeah tammy tried to do something with them too but they just didn't they're not comfortable with that kind of stuff and because i said uh, told them about uh, tammy and we think she's a swinger because uh that then I told her, told them about the party that we were invited to. And they said, yeah, she's strange. Um, we're not that way either, but she tried something with us. Wow. Yeah. One strange character. <laughs> right. Well, we're yeah. very thank We're very thankful for um, Christopher Paul from rock and roll over for introducing us to you and to shame. That was very helpful. He also had his own impressions of Tammy and we're going to hopefully have him on the show soon as well. Be interesting. How would I find the show if I was to watch it? Oh, we're going to send you a, we'll send you the link as soon as we get it published and we'll just send it to you there in messenger and you can just click on it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Like like Renee said, our door is always open. We'd love to have you on for a part two, or if you just think of something, just shoot it to us and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Yes. Thank I've you. Got here. Thank you. Have a fantastic Thank weekend. You. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I bust the bed.
wish you could tap me. Why could you fast? You had a guess. Skirt off the block. 12 on the clock. I pay in cash. You do the math. I bust the bag. You should could tap me. Why could you fast? You had a guess.